Welcome to Healthy Births, Happy Babies, where we share tips, tools, and stories grounded in natural childbirth and parenting principles, so that instead of feeling overwhelmed and confused during this exciting time in your life, you feel safe, supported, and empowered in your childbirth and parenting journey. And now, here's your host, Dr. Jay Warren. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Healthy Births, Happy Babies. I'm Dr. Jay Warren. I'm the prenatal and pediatric chiropractor here at the Cap Wellness Center. And today, we're going to be talking about floating in pregnancy. <laughs> and by floating, I'm meaning a very specific term of using a what they call a sensory deprivation chamber, which sounds really ominous, but basically, it's either in a tank with a small amount of water, it's only a couple feet deep, but full of salts, so you are instantly buoyant, and it's at basically body temperature and in darkness, so it makes everything very neutral, and in pregnancy, specifically makes you buoyant, and the salts are really helpful for the body as well, and I've become a friend of floating myself, and in talking with a guy that runs the float center, it's Float North County in Solana Beach, about floating and specifically how to use it for pregnant women, he put me in touch with today's guests. And they are two midwives that own a birth center up in Alaska. Their names are Kirsten and Lena. And they're going to be talking about how they've incorporated a float tank in their own birthing center and how it's helpful for their clients uh, during pregnancy and helping their births. So before we switch to that conversation, though, let me, as always, take a moment to take a word from our sponsor, the Cap Wellness Center. Hi, I'm Marin Higa, and I'm the acupuncturist at Cap Wellness Center. One of the things I love about working at Cap Wellness Center is getting to be around all the brave, strong, and inspiring women. I'm always inspired by my patients' ability to rise to their challenges, overcome obstacles, and also get creative in their pursuit towards their health goals. I feel honored to be a part of their journey, whether it's helping them to start a family, have a healthy pregnancy, or helping them through their postpartum recovery. All right, so let me introduce our guests, and we can switch over to our conversation about floating. So Kirsten Garish and Lena Kalik are midwives owners of the Heritage Birth Center and owners of Float Alaska, the state's largest float center. Their philosophy of birth, mother-led care, is working to change the paradigm around birth. Believing that everyone deserves exceptional care in their pregnancy, they introduced floating into their practice in 2015 and have been thrilled with the results. Float Alaska has grown into the wellness center offering EFT, hypnosis, and massage, all with a focus on creating a more healthy pregnancy and healing past birth trauma. So Kirsten and Lena are definitely authorities on floating in pregnancy. I saw their talk at a float conference just recently, and I'm really happy to bring them on so they can share this information with you. So now let me switch over to our conversation with Kirsten and Lena. Elena, Kirsten, how, how are you? Welcome to the podcast. We're great. It's nice to be here. Thank you for having us. God, yeah, well, it was actually um, 
Brian, who runs the float place here in Solana Beach that put me in touch with you. Um, I've been a floater for about a year. I love it. I love the benefits of it. And, you know, working here in the prenatal center just made sense of, wow, if I could be out of gravity for a while, I'm pretty sure my pregnant woman would like that as well. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I talked more and more with him. He didn't have as many details as um, I was looking for. And so he pointed me in your direction and mm -hmm. I watched your talk that you you gave at the conference just recently, and I'm really happy that you're taking your time to be here to share this world uh, for our pregnant patients. And it's amazing what you're doing with your birth center. So I want you to tell that story. We just heard your bio. Uh, we heard a little bit about it, but tell me about your paths and how one, you got into midwifery, and then also how the center came about. Sure. So I was practicing already as a home birth midwife for about 10 years before Lena and I met each other. That was when Lena decided she wanted to be a midwife. So she decided one day to be a midwife. <laughs> and I think I met her two days later. Right? I know. That's how I roll. <laughs> That's how things often go. So I was apprenticing with Kirsten and asked her if she'd ever thought of opening a birth center. And her answer was a resounding, nope, no way, never. <laughs> Unless, and she had this list of qualifiers that she needed met. It needed to be the specific barn that was renovated, the specific price, and only the square footage we wanted. So I just on a spur of the moment call, <laughs> phoned the landlord and then was able to call Kirsten back and say, okay, we got we it. got it. And mm -hmm. literally like six months later, we had a licensed birth center. Um, about the time we're signing on that lease, Lena's having her first baby. Yeah. Um, like a year and a half later, we decided to do it again. Mm -hmm. um, opened another birthing center in Anchorage this time in a beautiful um, 1950s home um, in downtown Anchorage because we had to have something super cozy and nice to match our, our barn, our colony barn out <laughs> in the valley. Yeah. And like, then, yeah, I was pregnant again. It was like two years <laughs> after that. So we figured out oh, there's probably another birth center on the way and um, got contacted about a birth center in Soldatna, which is about three hours away and went down telling ourselves, you know, we're just yeah. going to talk. We don't know. And an hour later, again, we had the keys to our third birth center. So we've had a very very busy practice, taking care of a lot of moms. Mm -hmm. And what we found we really needed to kind of cover this broad distance and all these different midwives mm -hmm. taking care of these moms was a really um, cohesive philosophy of birth. So that's how we came to mother-led care, which really, um, you know, the emphasis on, is on taking the best care of these moms and um, babies as we can and supporting the midwives who are doing that as well. Right. which is floating was the natural next step to that. <laughs> right? Because you can't ask care providers to be the best care provider possible and offer all that informed consent unless they're the best people they can be. Mm -hmm. And in that vein, we went down to Portland to meet yeah. with another midwife that owned three birthing centers. We thought, okay, maybe she can teach us some things. I know, she's got to so, have it figured out. She's got to know the secret <laughs> yeah. to this crazy. We'd grown in five years from really just the two of us to 25 people. Mm -hmm. And we felt like, oh my gosh, we've got to get our feet underneath us. And we did, we had this night where, well, what are we going to do? And mm -hmm. I thought, 
well, if anybody has this thing called floating, I don't even know what that is. They must in Portland. Portland is everything. Portland. And float on <laughs> said, we called and they said, well, you can come float at 2 a.m. or 7 a.m. Uh-huh. Uh, we chose 7 a.m. <laughs> and we walked out of there just like our minds were blown. Right. Like uh, that's why we went to Portland. Mm-hmm. I, I really feel that it wasn't, it, in the end, it wasn't to meet with that other birth center owner. It was to find this new therapy that was going to be so wonderful for us as care providers and for our community. And that's really, I mean, we came to floating, but once we got here, it was like, of course, floating was invented for the pregnant woman is, (laughs) you know, really for all of the aches and pains and ailments, it resolves how nice that we offer it to everybody in the community. But it is so, so well suited for pregnancy that it was it was such a natural fit and we haven't looked back. We've just kept mm-hmm. expanding the number of float tanks and how we're able to offer that to our moms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so with a new mom that's coming through and, you know, getting ready for her birth and then sees these things off to the side and like asking like, you know, what's, <laughs> what's going on in there? How do you, oh, no. how do you just, yeah. <laughs> we were like, so this other thing that we have I know. And, and all of our moms get a free float. Mm-hmm. They all get a free float. And they, we also offer them two free half hour massages because we recognize that women don't take care of themselves. Mm. They don't give themselves that space and that time to relax. So we wanted to just plant that seed yeah. and, and we're using, you know, we're using the float tank for more than just stress relief for these moms, you know, uh, the other day, uh, we asked a mom to go in and because you can lay on your stomach in a float tank when you're fully 40 weeks pregnant and her baby turned, her mm-hmm. baby went from being totally posterior to a beautiful anterior that back was out. And then, you know, that evening she could go into labor. She'd been having horrible prodromal labor. So, I mean, I tell that story just to point out that it's so much more for us, uh, not just a, a therapy for those long-term things necessarily. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, let's let's back up a second and describe for our listeners who may not even have any idea what really a float is. Um, mm. Can you describe like what a float tank is and what it looks like and just that whole process? Sure. So a float tank comes in a lot of different styles, but the one thing they have all in common is they're roughly maybe four to five, eight by eight feet. Um, We put 800 pounds of Epsom salt in there and we dissolve it into 10 inches of water. So you're going into a fully enclosed tank with super salinated water. It's like floating in the Dead Sea. You couldn't sink even if you wanted to. And inside the tank, it's pitch black. There's no sound. There's no light. It is a wonderfully healing place to be. Um, We have a lot of people bring concerns about being claustrophobic, but I like to remind them you're in pitch black. So it's not that the walls are closing in, it's that they're expanding. Mm -hmm. It's absolutely vast inside of there. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, we have a lot of different props that we offer our pregnant ladies um, so that they can really get comfortable in the tank. And then once you stop moving, your skin temperature and the water temperature are about the same um, degrees. So you lose the sensation of where your skin ends and the water begins. 
So you're really just in nothing, mm -hmm. perfectly supported, and you can absolutely let go and relax. Maybe for the first time in weeks, fully relax your body and feel supported in the water. It's almost uh, the the way I describe it to my pregnant patients is like a womb within the womb, yeah, the baby, like definitely. having a different experience also, you know, like you're almost yeah. like being able to connect with the baby because you're in an environment much like they are in. And yeah. it can be a really, really powerful, like connective time for, mm -hmm. for mom and baby too. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Do you find, um, so one of the things uh, beyond the claustrophobia, um, one of the things moms are concerned about, at least the ones that I talk to, is that there's no way I'm going to be able to float. Like I'm just too heavy <laughs> and because they don't understand like just how salinated that water is and mm -hmm. the feeling, the the challenge they have is not understanding it's only 10 inches of water. So if they felt like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to sink. You're not going anywhere. <laughs> it's not, you're not going far. Right. right. No. Um, yeah. with that, with the salination, I mean, you've talked, um, in the talks that I've listened to you about the healing effects of, um, the salts that are in their water. Can you speak to more about that? The Epsom salts and how wonderful it yes. is for helping to relax your muscles and, so many of us, probably most of us, are low in magnesium, and we do absorb some of it through our skin, so it's going to help with that. Uh, it's going to help with the, you know, the relaxation, the aches and pains. Um, it's yeah. the mother of all Epsom salt baths, <laughs> right? Is, right? Um, people come in, you know, not just pregnant ladies, but people that have just run a marathon. They'll get in that float tank and come out a new person, mm -hmm. no more aches and pains. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, just the fact that you can be so mobile in that super buoyant water, these ladies, you know, they can feel more comfortable in their body for a little while. And part of what um, I've talked with Brian about and also I've experienced myself floating is that unwinding process that you're mm -hmm. able to do. And as a chiropractor trying to unwind tension on the table, you're still in a gravity environment, uh, mm -hmm. especially in a third try. And so being able to be mm -hmm. in a really sensory neutral, but in a, it's not anti-gravity, but it's pretty close to it, that sure. the body be able to work out some kinks that wouldn't be able to. And so movement is, you know, at least what I've heard very encouraged, um, mm -hmm. rather than you have to just kind of like lay there and float for an hour and be still. Right. You well, can. yeah. The, so we provide the different props just to support the moms in a variety of positions, whether she's getting, um, you know, it's feeling better to lay on her stomach and let her belly hang in the water, laying on her side or laying on her back, which she maybe hasn't been able to do at that point in pregnancy. Mm -hmm. um, and one of the moms we interviewed in the talk we gave, Rachel, has had terrible scoliosis pain in all of her pregnancies. And this time when she floated, she found more relief in the float tank than she had through any other modality. Right. Simply, I mean, just when you take all of the pressure off of your spine and your pelvis and allowing, you know, the effect of gravity to come off for a minute, it's amazing just how things kind of take a breath and settle down a little bit more too. Yeah, yeah. it's powerful. Moms often get out. They went in absolutely in pain and they come out like, I don't know what happened in there, but I'm, <laughs> I'm grateful that it did. 
Are there any uh, like contraindications? Are there any things that might be going on with a woman that she should be sensitive to and be sure to ask about before she floats? To me, I mean, the biggest and maybe the only thing would, you wouldn't want her water broken and you don't want anybody getting into your tank that's bleeding, mm-hmm. right? Otherwise, um, there really isn't a problem with a pregnant lady taking a bath and these aren't hot baths, so get in and enjoy mm-hmm. it. Uh, so I would say no. <laughs> I say no, Good. get in the tank, it's a beautiful thing. Now, as midwives, like, what have you noticed um, as far as differences in the births uh, with women that are floating? Well, there's that positional difference, like Kirsten was talking about, where babies, once if her, you know, abdominal muscles are relaxing, her uterus is relaxing, and her pelvis is able to open a bit more, that gives the baby the freedom to get into a more optimal fetal position, which is then going to be associated with a better um, outcome with the birth, just an easier labor when the baby doesn't have to work quite so hard to get through this torqued pelvis. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, we have worked a lot with ladies in prodromal labor, mm-hmm. putting them into the float tank, which is helping on a few levels. There's the mental exhaustion and the physical exhaustion that go along with the prodromal labor. And if mm-hmm. we can, you know, get her that super saturated magnesium and it relaxes her muscles, it lets her uterus relax, so it can stop doing this constant, ineffective contracting that's maybe been going on for days. You know, that's absolutely a game changer. Mm-hmm. What about with changes as far as um, swelling? Oh, it's amazing for the swelling. You know, before we had the float tank, we would ask moms to, you know, fill your tub up at home as deep as you can and stay in there for at least 20 minutes or go to the pool. Um, <clears throat> but it works so much better than that because these ladies are in the tank for an hour and it's got the Epsom salts, right? Like you're having people, you know, before the float tank, soak their feet in a little bucket of Epsom salts. To get the swelling To up. get the swelling, but... It's amazing. And, Mm -hmm. you know, again, like we talked about it in um, our talk at the float conference, uh, even ladies, you know, having twins with lots of swelling can go in and come out quite comfortable. It does mean that these gals, they might have to get out of the float in the middle and use the restroom, right? Because there's so much water coming off. Yeah. You know, so they're putting on their robe and scurrying out and then hopping back in, but it's because it's working so well. Mm-hmm. They're really clearing all that fluid. Jessica, who we had in the video with the twins, um, she works in our office as well, and she would take a picture oh, yeah. of her feet before she went in, and just an hour later when she came out, and you would swear it was months different mm-hmm. in the pregnancy. It was incredible. And would it, how long would it last, typically? Do you know? It depends on where she was in her pregnancy, right? Yeah. You know, a little er- earlier in the pregnancy, it's going to last longer. But later, because there's multiple reasons for that swelling, you know, is she swelling because of the position of the baby? Is, you know, what, you know, exactly what the mechanism it is that yeah. caused it in the first place. So, because that's definitely a, um, you know, something moms would love as <laughs> a relief for. And knowing that right? that could even just even have a chance to be able to help mm-hmm. things would make a huge difference. And especially with positioning, being able to allow baby to nestle into its best position without any of those restrictions in the way. Exactly. 
Well, and we had these such grand plans when we opened the birthing, the birthing center, the float tank to, you know, oh, we can figure out like, how is this going to help with um, blood pressure that rises or swelling, all these things. But we've decided we can't just offer the float tank. So we're mm -hmm. still doing all of our other things that we would normally do in addition to that. So I mean, just to say, you know, they're getting a whole lot of things when they have a problem and we are right. really are still noticing huge changes. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. Yeah. In a pure like scientific sense, you don't know exactly which one right. Right. That's all is. Right. <laughs> yeah. And which that's something around. Uh, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Um, you know, it's mostly around the topic of hypertension, mm. just because we can't definitively say that the float tank will lower your blood pressure just because we don't have the science to back that up. Nobody's doing studies like this on pregnant women. You know, pregnant women are always treated like they're a bomb about to go off. <laughs> and so we know anecdotally that magnesium orally will certainly help lower a blood pressure. And so, you know, it, it reasons out that taking a float and really getting a big source of magnesium through your skin rather than orally would also help lower your blood pressure. And totally to be relaxed for an hour. Right. Get that yeah. total break from everything. Of course it helps with your blood pressure, mm -hmm. but there's no scientific study. Sure. Yeah. It can't be real. <laughs> yes. Well, and it's the same thing, like in say like doing Webster technique for breech turning, like usually totally. mamas that are coming to me, they're doing lots of stuff. You know, it's, right. and it's, you know, as much as I'd love to take credit that it was the Webster technique that allowed the baby to turn into the position the baby wanted to go into. Mm -hmm. It's, it's so multifactorial. You can't really tell just knowing that you're going to get benefit out of being peaceful for an hour mm -hmm. is reason enough to, for me to recommend a lot of moms to go float. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, and it really does hit so many of the common complaints. It's really anything that you come in with. Do you have headaches? Do you have restless leg? Is your blood pressure creeping up? Are you having contractions? Is your back hurting because your baby's in a funky position? I mean, literally floating helps with almost everything that walks in the door as a complaint of pregnancy. So it seems like a no brainer then, um, you know, that moms should be floating during their pregnancy and really getting ahead of these complaints before they happen. Yeah, right. makes perfect sense. What about uh, postpartum? What do you recommend um, after baby arrives? Well, once again, you can't be bleeding, right, when mm -hmm. you're going to get into the tank. So um, you do want to wait for that, and you do want to be healed because any cuts or anything that you have are going to be very stingy uh, in mm -hmm. the Epsom salts. So you're probably not floating in those first couple of months and then afterwards, it's a lovely thing to do. Right, because so many of our moms are doing, they have that breastfeeding hunch from being yeah. leaned over nursing for hours on end. So to have the ability to really stretch out and put their arms above their head and let their spine kind of unwind, mm -hmm. oh, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, and especially with the... Um... Um, healing from the birth like and even in pregnancy I always recommend like don't shave your legs before you go float No, because uh, right. it's very yeah. stingy I know for me mm -hmm. when I was going to float I shaved my face and just even the part of my neck that was in the water oh. I mean it went away after a couple minutes but those first yeah, couple minutes those first <laughs> couple minutes I was like oh I don't know if I can do this for a half hour or for a full hour but then yeah. you know, everything normalized mm -hmm. yeah. so in 
the last couple minutes that we have, like one, tell, tell people like where they can find out more about like what you're doing up in Alaska, if they're listening to up there and, um, to your website. Okay. Um, you can find out about us at heritagemidwifery.com. Heritage Birth Center. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> See, I don't even know where we are. Uh, it's heritagebirthcenter.com. And I was actually, I was mixing the two. Um, we're on Facebook um, under Heritage Midwifery. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> okay, yeah. I'll have the correct link available <laughs> in the show notes and on our website so they don't have to worry about which one they were copied right. down in the car. It sounds like there's a new uh, web address that right. we need to get yeah. I'll, um, I'll do that tonight. And then you can find out more about our float center at floatalaska.net. And we're on Facebook as well as Float Alaska. Um, and we do have our talk that we gave at the float conference is on our website, on the Float Alaska website. Um, so there's, yeah, there's a lot of good resources and info. And then we can be contacted as well through either of our websites, heritagebirthcenter.com or floatalaska.net. Kirsten and I are happy to answer any questions about floating in pregnancy or pregnancy in general. Great. Well, thank you for, one, just being uh, here to share that wisdom, but then also offering to our listeners as an added resource. That's really generous of you. Um, Absolutely. With the last couple minutes, the last two questions, like what's the what's home message you'd like a mama listening to this, whether it's about floating or, or just mm. pregnancy and birth in general? Like what kind of message would you like to share with them? I think I'd like for all of those moms out there to understand that they have everything that they need to birth that baby, that they are super powerful and it's already all there. Mm, that's beautiful. That's mm. so true too. <laughs> <laughs> and what little message for the baby that might be listening? I mean, sometimes the baby's listening in utero and through the mm. belly um, or you know, they're here and uh, they're welcome to the world listening to this podcast through mama on their belly. Mm -hmm. What little message would you like mm -hmm. to whisper into their ear? Um, you know, we love telling these babies that their voice is going to be honored in this process and that we're listening, that we're listening to what they're saying and we're going to meet their needs as best we're able to. Nice. Well, it, it's amazing to see like all the things you are incorporating at your birth center. So I want to acknowledge you for that to not just, you know, open up the doors as midwives is, is enough to be able to play, um, open a center for women to have a more natural, more peaceful birth um, than other venues. But then also to add in everything else you do is it's just a testament to how much you're caring and how much you really want this experience to be powerful for them. So I want to thank you for that. Thank you. Thanks so much. Thank you for joining us today. For more information about this episode and other natural childbirth and parenting topics, please visit us at capwellnesscenter.com or message us on our Facebook page with any questions you might have. We here at the Cap Wellness Center look forward to helping you and your family be as happy and healthy as you can be.